raw, gritty, and defensive. Respectfully, welcome to the podcast where I make people feel really uncomfortable with conversations that uproot and confront traditional mindsets around life, religion, love, sex, and much more. I'm Catherine Lachey, and this is Truth Be Bold. What's up? What's up? What's up? Just wanted to switch it up a little bit, you know, show y'all my um <clears throat> my skills a little bit. You know how I do. What's up, y'all? This is episode eight. I am so excited to be here right now. This is amazing. I am like, I don't even have words. This has been so therapeutic for me. And I just enjoy talking to y'all. Even though y'all not here with me in person, in my mind, it's like having a conversation with a group of people because y'all know I love to talk. Y'all know I love a good debate too. If you know me, you know, okay? If I and I'm if I'm not about to debate you in person, I'm surely gonna probably debate you on Facebook because I'm just petty like that, okay? No, but in all seriousness, I really love, I love, <laughs> I love conversations like this. I love these things that cause you to to think. And have to, you know, you know, go and research to get a better understanding. Cause you know, sometimes we don't know it all. And sometimes we like to act like we do. You know, you know how we do sometimes. But I am excited to dive into part two of God, the universe, and ancestors. Like, I'm very excited about this. And uh, before you continue, if you are um, someone who has not had an opportunity to check out part one, I definitely will suggest you do so before I move on because I don't want you to be confused and it just kind of gives you a chance to um, hear kind of like the groundwork and the foundation that was laid for you know this episode. So definitely go back and check out episode seven um, to you know, you know get a better understanding um, of where you know I'm going with this and you know, so <clears throat> let's just, I'm, I'm going to get right into it. I don't want to, you know, as the church people say, I don't want to belabor the time. Hey, thank you. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to belabor the time. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, I left off, you know, as far as African spirituality, what I realized about it is that it is very much so multifaceted and it's broad because, you know, there's so many uh, different branches, you know, within African spirituality that kind of, you know, it's kind of birthed within, birthed within, you know, and, you know, different practices, whether it's, uh, voodoo, voodoo, uh, which is voodoo, uh, um, the Santeria, different things, um, that are kind of birthed with, birth within, okay, um, so yes, it's it's very much it's it's one of those things that the conversation is layered, and if you talk to someone who practices it, it is layered, and it may not it's somewhat their story or, or the way they worship. Um, it would be totally different. Like I listened to so many stories that were totally different from each other, but all with the same kind of. Um, general beliefs overall, but at the same time, very much so, you know, practice in, you know, in different ways, you know, from within kind of like different realms. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to explain. Even when you watch, it's like, wow, it's just kind of multifaceted. Yes. It's very, yeah. And so these beliefs are layered just like, 
you know, as I mentioned with pantheists, with in, individuals who worship the universe, it's the same thing, you know, a very, you know, multi-tiered type of thing. Um, so I was asked to uh, kind of look into, you know, the the connotation or investigate, you know, or discuss the negative connotation around um, African spirituality that honestly has kind of stemmed or what is believed to have started within Christianity and how people view African spirituality is, you know, based off of how kind of Christians have put it into or have kind of displayed it or made it seem. Um, and unfortunately, I do know a lot of that is definitely true. I, I know that in, in like I, I said before, like I said, like I said the last time, it's never, I don't, this is not me um, bashing anyone's practices. This is not me. This is literally me just here giving facts and in the truth. That is what my my job is. That is what I'm called to do, which is just expose the truth, you know, the truth, you know reveal the truth. That's it. So um, and in reality, seeing both sides of that, a lot of Christian white nationalists um, have very much so connected, you know, everything Africa related to things that are demonic. And, and that is very true. And they they have associated themselves with the right religion, yet have the wrong spirit. Go figure, right? Even though Christianity really is, it it is right, right? It, there is, it, it is. Um, if you're, a, you know, you know the truth, then you, these are things that you have an understanding of. Um, the problem is that there's a, there's this, you know, I'm, I'm the right religion, but at the same time, I operate the total opposite of who Christ is. And so that's not represented. What's represented is that you, you hate these practices because you hate black people anyway. Yeah. So it's easy for you to, <laughs> it's easy for you to, to, you know, to say these things because you don't like, you know, so that's how it's viewed. Now, let me get into some of the things that can be problematic with African spirituality. And this is from the perspective of an individual who is a Christian and who is very much so connected, as I said last time, with who I am as a black person in America. Okay. Let me just get that established right now. I'm very much so connected and woke and I know who I am. I'm very secure in who I am as an African-American. And if you have a conversation with me, trust me, you will understand. You look at the tattoos on my body and you'll see just how down I am. Okay. I love who I am. I love my people. And I it, listen, I, I love being black. Let me say that right now. I absolutely love being black. Now, into some things that could um, that could be problematic or that are problematic within African spirituality. You have things like Olodumari, who mimics like in many identical ways the God of the Bible, right? But if you look at it from a standpoint of you know African spiritualists, they would view this as well. Technically, we we practice first, so you know, they're mimicking us. But in reality, Christianity was introduced 
to those uh, individuals in Africa by colonists, that did not mean that there wasn't the establishment of Christianity or the way. I'll explain that later. Um, that, that doesn't mean that there wasn't an establishment of that already in the earth. And so people have to understand that, that even though that was introduced to them uh, and forced upon them, yes, Christianity was forced upon these people because they did have their own practices, right? Which was fine. They did have their own practices, but you, Christianity, the Bible in its existence, in its existence, it didn't, it, it, it didn't appear and then God appeared. That's not how, that's not what happened. God always was. Okay. And because he, he, he always was, and there, there was not a, a beginning date or there is no end date because he's always existed. The Bible came after him. So the Bible didn't come and then he came. No, the, he always was. And so the, the Bible was published years, thousands of years after these in, you know, after these moments, after, so all of these, the Bible came years and years and years later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this compilation of stories and, and uh, I'd like to call them the adventures. These things came, came years later. Okay. So even though people would like to believe, and I, I can understand that because of you know, wanting to have their own, something that's their own. And I get it as far as having everything stripped away. Uh, I do. And I want to make that clear because it was not okay to strip away these people from, you know, what they practiced. That wasn't okay. And it wasn't okay to come over and try to take over their land and demand that this be uh, the, the way, especially because um, in demanding that this be the way that they live, they still exhibited hate, which is the total opposite of who God is. All right. And, and I'll go further into that as far as love and, and things like that. So it was still the total opposite. So it would be hard for people to accept Christianity anyway, because of how people have acted, not because of how Jesus has acted. Anyway, onto the topic of Jesus within African spirituality, there is actually a dismissal of Jesus. Um, there is no Jesus, it's, you know, it, within African spirituality. Um, you know, if you listen to different uh, stories or even if you, you know, you research their belief or their understanding of Jesus is they feel as though why would God or Oladumari send his son to die? And, you know, that's because, you know, the concept of sacrifice does not come uh, from the deities in this practice. And let me explain what that means. Um, Jesus sacrificed his life. There are no deities within African spirituality. Olodumari does not sacrifice anything for these believers, okay? These believers sacrifice for them, and that's it. So that's the difference between Jesus the Savior who gave his life, who sacrificed his life, to be more specific, because it was a sacrifice fice to you know choose to die for people honestly to this day who clearly don't even believe he exists <laughs> but so that's a that's a huge difference in comparison you know, like so imagine you have or you you're serving a deity that feels that you're feels you're not even worthy enough to um, receive that kind of grace. 
right? Because I mentioned how there are times when uh, these deities actually punish people because they don't feel like they're worthy of that grace. But but I thank God. Listen, I'm about to get real spiritual. I thank God for Jesus. Hey, thank. Listen, the Lord is faithful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But let me keep moving on. All right. So uh, some other things um, going into Orishas. Orishas uh, specifically, um, as Olodumare mimics the God of the Bible, Orishas mimic angels, yet they demand worship um, and they punish people, as I, I mentioned before. And so when you when you understand the angels, uh, that serve God, they they do not demand worship because they know that they're not worthy of that. You know, um, only God is worthy of that. Only, you know, only the Lord is worthy of, of worship and adoration and honor and that glory. And so, but these deities demand that they're worshiped. You know, they demand that they uh, their sacrifices are made and, and these different things. And if this is not done properly, if this is not there, you know, there are things, there are ways that they punish these people who, who are literally from, even when you, when you watch these different videos, they literally live to please these idols, right? They, that's what they desire to do these. And, and yet when, and when it's not done in the, in the way it should be done, then they are punished. And the odd part is that they, it is a lot of people um, actually put that kind of wrath, they put that kind of wrath on God and not, and they base it off of old Testament God, like God before, you know, the old Testament, when there was the law before Jesus fulfilled the law and, you know, there was a different dispensation of grace. Um, but people, people view God in that way, that he's a God of wrath. If you don't listen, he punishes. And that is not factual. That's not the God I serve. Right. And, and, and if you, if you know, you know that that's God is a God of love and compassion. God is a God of grace and mercy. And yet you see, this is the presentation of God. But when you go into research and when you listen to different stories about, and they take pride in, in knowing that they will be punished if these, um, if these uh, shrines aren't built properly, if they're not taken care of properly, they they take pride in that. Yet Christians are, or God is viewed as this wrathful, vengeful God in nature, yet he does not punish us. He does not. And as a matter of fact, there's there, there are specific scriptures that even go into that more in depth. And that you don't even have to feel condemned. It's very, it's very clear when it says, you know, uh, therefore there's no condemnation, condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now that condemn, not, that that not experiencing that condemnation part is for those who are in Christ Jesus. So at, in this very moment, I'm talking to believers, you know. So now that's that's not to say that you won't experience the feeling of condemnation within yourself because you know better. But at the same time, God is not a God who condemns, regardless of what people try to say about him. And, you know, and, and, you know, and that's in those moments where people have to really experience him in his totality for who he really is and experience the God that I have experienced, which is the God, the God of love, 
and which is what brought me to this moment in my life today. Um, but before I get into my preaching, I'm I'm saving that for a little at the end. Uh, <laughs> so back to these Orishas. So, um, well, more specifically, while while angels understand who they are and that they are not God and that they they don't they don't have that authority to withhold and determine favor, right? Like, but these Orishas uh, are made up are deities that actually it's interesting that it's the total opposite of angels and when you listen to different stories from people who have walked away from african spirituality you hear them describe things and say things like orishas are are made up of kind of human-like stories and what i mean by that is um the orishas are deities that are um, viewed as like human-like stories in the sense of a lot of the stories of Orishas are they they de- they deal with strife. There's strife. There's jealousy. Basically, human stories, human interactions, right? Um, and you know that's what these Orishas are. And even I mentioned earlier how sometimes they believe they were once humans who kind of go into this semi uh, the semi you know, you know, the demigod type of thing. Um, and so there, there was a lot of conflict between these characters, which is the total opposite of angels, what angels do, you know, but within Orishas there, it's built off of human interactions. Basically is basically, that's just me, my base, you know, my summary of it. Okay. Like the, the makeup of human characteristics where there's conflict which is which is the opposite of the God of peace who dispatches angels to to even for those who are feeling discomfort to minister and and and, and help usher in peace to people, not hatred and, and and jealousy and strife. You know, and he sends these angels to minister to people. And 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 these angels are not are not um they're not operating in, in jealousy. They're not because they they've always been angelic right if we if you're dealing with if if you're dealing with jealousy and strife those emotions those emotions are the opposite of peace those type of feelings are the opposite of who god is he uh, you know he <laughs> that's that's he's in more specific he's not the author of confusion right so but these these orishas that is you know, what they carry on the nature of humans and humans are innately wrong. <laughs> yes, I'm yelling at because humans are, because humans don't know everything. So I, there's no, so you have to consider these are deities that are being um, worshiped uh, or, you know, I, you know, idolized who are carrying the nature of humans who are innately wrong in what they do because they do not have the ability to know everything. So because they lack that understanding and that ability, they are innately imperfect and wrong. It's just in their nature until you learn the truth. Okay. Anyway, but going into it a little further, let's, let's, let's approach it with some scripture, right? Um, there's a scripture, um, 
in Leviticus, um, it's not the one about homosexuality, okay? Because y'all love to go to Leviticus about homo. That is not what I'm about to talk about. But <laughs> there is a scripture that talks about um, the importance or how dangerous it is and to not turn to mediums and seek out spiritists, uh, for you will be, you know, defiled by them. You'll be defiled. So here you you have a, a you know people who do seek out the the um, the wisdom, and, and I'm using this loosely, um, not the wisdom of their uh, of their elders who are alive and can impart that, but seek out the wisdom of the dead. Right, they seek out the wisdom of the dead <clears throat> as if they have an understanding of what's happening in the now. The dead has no understanding of what's happening in the now. The reason the dead has no understanding of what's happening in the now is because the dead are dead. And when something's dead, it's no longer alive. It no longer has the ability to be able to understand anything that's happening that's living. So it has no ability to understand what's happening in the happening here in this realm because it's dead it's no longer it's no longer here right so when you seek out meetings when you when you seek contact with these things you run the risk of being defiled because when they're like like i said before when jesus told his his apostle that so he told to follow him and he wanted to go and bury his family. He said, let the dead bury the dead. What, do you, what are you going to do with the dead person? Because what happens with the dead person is that what? They can't carry themselves, so you carry their weight. Because they're dead. <clears throat> I, I mean, and, and that is, that's in the NIV version. If you read the message, that's the hood version, as I like to call it. Um, it says, don't dabble in the occult or... Um, traffic with mediums. You pollute your souls. I am the Lord, your God. You pollute your souls. All right. And so you run the risk of, and this is me talking to specifically more so to believers who are trying to get it, you know, or people who feel like they, you know, once believed, but then they're like, oh no, Lord, I feel like, you know, Christians don't act right. So I'm turning my back on you. And so then you end up, you know, trying to see you know, what's happening elsewhere. Understandable, you know, right? <laughs> Trying to see what's happening elsewhere. I get that. But the, the danger is you, you polluting your soul. And once, once you've polluted something, it changes the whole quality of it. Let's, let's think about it this way, right? When there's pollution in the air, it changes the quality of the air, right? So then it makes it diff more difficult to breathe. It makes it more. So, and then they send out uh, different, you get uh, notices from the news talking about the air quality. Well, a lot of that has to do with what's in the air. And when it's polluted, it makes it even, not just, pollution doesn't just make it in the atmosphere, make it dangerous for humans. It makes it dangerous for every living thing, right? Pollution makes it even, even when you pollute the waters, it makes it dangerous for the fish in the sea. When you pollute, it makes it dangerous for the, when, when you're polluting outside, it makes it dangerous for the ozone layer. All of the, the entire earth is currently affected because of pollution. They're like literally because of pollution where there's greenhouse gases, all of these things, I'm not about to give you a science lesson, but it's just what I'm saying is that all of these things are affected by pollution. Pollution, when, so when something's polluted, 
And so that's why it doesn't just affect your mind when you're, when you're, it doesn't just pollute your mind, doesn't just affect how you think. It affects your entire being, your soul, when you dabble and deal with the dead, when you deal with trying to contact someone who has no power in the earthly realm anymore because they're dead, right? And not just, it's not just, it's not, not just, I'm, I feel like I'm preaching now, but even beyond it, there are other scriptures and different things like that. When, when the Lord is talking to the, to the Levites and, and explaining to them um, in Deuteronomy uh, 18, Deuteronomy 18, um, going into uh, like when you enter the land of the Lord, your God uh, is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. So, you know, going into Canaan, don't do, don't do the things that they were doing. You know, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells. And I want to stop on cast spells because when I was watching the story of someone who used to be an African spiritualist, she said it's one of those very... um it's kind of stealth in nature and they don't really talk about it, but she was very transparent in saying that it, it absolutely happens. They, there is a lot of casting of spells on one another within the, within this practice. And even though I think one of the reasons they probably steer clear of it and don't talk about it is because um, it, it does give the presentation of, you know, what, you know, what it does, which is like, Hey, it's kind of demonic. Right. Um, and, and so, um, and, and so it's kind of downplayed, but she was very transparent in saying it very much so happens because that's a part of it. That's a part of it, you know, because you have these deities that are looking out for you and they, as a result, not only will they punish you as their descendant because of some, you know, some, you know, they're not impressed with or something you did to displease them, but they'll punish those who try to, you know, harm you. All right. So. <clears throat> which we know is, you know, not the, but, you know, God, we serve, it's, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. Anyway, um, it's here, here I am. I'm going into it again. This is about to be another hour episode. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to do that to y'all today. Okay. I'm not going to do that to y'all. I promise. Uh, <laughs> I promise. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> there are other, uh, different things also that happens within African spirituality. There's, um, there's a, a thing known as, and this is something I actually discovered as I began to research and get an understanding. Uh, there's something called spiritual spouses and spiritual spouses are where uh, a person may be married to their deity. Okay. And during this marriage, uh, there are many times when they would actually withhold sexual intimacy from their natural spouse to engage in intimacy with these spiritual beings. Okay, so in which if you, um, I when I thought about that, I don't know why it made me think about if you, you know, understand the Bible and during times of fasting for couples, that is a time where they are um, encouraged to abstain from sexual activity with one another to be able to focus on God, to be able to focus on what he's saying, to be able to focus on what it is that he's doing and, you know, what for whatever, in this season, whatever it is that you're believing God for. During that fasting time, um, couples, married couples are in, in, in encouraged to abstain, you know, and, and to 
really allow that focus. So I found it interesting that these beings encourage the uh, have these sexual relationships or these deities have sexual relationships with these humans. And in that process, they encourage that, that they steer clear of, um, they're made to steer clear of sexual intimacy with their spouse in order to have that intimacy with them. But I'm saying that because there's so many different things where they literally, where it literally mimics, mimics these practices within Christianity. But yet at the same time, there's a disdain for Christianity, but these practices, it mimics everything that is just about everything that is Christianity. And it just kind of flips it and turns it into something that is different and, you know, you know, what relates to um, this, this belief system. Um, These deities are known to punish people. And like I said, this is, if it's, if these demands are not met, that's a punishment. Um, and it also, these are also deities that encourage, um, people to even seek, seek revenge in this, and they do it in the form. And that's where it comes in with the casting of spells and in this, in seeking revenge, this is a form of justice and balancing things out, basically balancing the scales. Okay. So people, um, have to be punished because in within African spirituality, this is uh, is seen as righteousness, right? So if you do something wrong, then you're punished. Whatever a spell is cast on you, and so the scales are then balanced, and that is seen as that person that may be cast that spell. There's righteousness there, right? Which we know that which is righteousness biblically. Uh, has nothing to do with casting a spell on someone. Righteousness with biblically, uh, biblically has nothing to do with punishing anyone. You know, righteousness is a, not just a posture, you know, as far as heart, but <clears throat> it has to do with the way you're living, living upright, living a right life, um, not a life where you're seeking to punish those who, who did wrong by you. Okay. <clears throat> so, that is a direct contradict. What makes it problematic is, but because it's a direct contradiction of you know the Lord saying you know vengeance is mine. You know says the Lord. You know, and we don't take those things into our hands. The the Bible actually commands us to love our enemies, right? And I think what becomes attractive for things like African spirituality is because it takes away the accountability of loving your enemies. Because let me tell you something, it's easy to love your family sometimes. It's it's easy to love people who do, let me say it like this, it's easy to love people who do right by you. It's easy to love people who do right by you. But there's accountability, there's a challenge in loving those who don't. Right? There's a challenge in loving those people who treat you like trash day in and day out. But that's the way, that's the way of Jesus Christ. Not what is presented on TV, not what is presented according to white Christian nationalism. Jesus Christ is, Jesus loves. He's a God of love. That That's who, that's who God is. So, um, but within this practice, the opposite is encouraged, Okay. The opposite encouraged, and um, uh, and and so that becomes problematic because 
there is no accountability for what you're doing. There's no account, you know, and, and one thing I know about human beings is that we have a hard time being held accountable. My God, my God, listen, I'm preaching to myself because sometimes I don't like accountability, you know, and that's why people like to stay bound because when you're free, when you have a tr- the understanding of the truth, then you're accountable for it. Whew. Hey, Abba, Seta. No, nah, I'm just playing. Let me, let me, I played. All right. <laughs> anyway, look, in all seriousness, though, okay? Um, let me, let me, let me hurry up. I'm trying to be, you know, modest here. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, um, what I learned, uh, Overall, and and this is after uh, listening to um, a so um, she's a uh, what what do you call those people? My God, it just left my brain. Um, social media influencer, social media influencer. Excuse me, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to her. her name is Neffy, uh, or they call her Neffer Nitty. Um, that's what she calls herself. Um, she used to uh, before she uh, she gave her life over to Christ. Um, Oh, well, she rededicated her life to Christ. She uh, once practiced African spirituality. And I, I I loved what how she described this, so I'm going to say it because I, I felt like it was absolutely brilliant. I had never heard it said like this before. And what she said was that um, uh, basically because of the stain that slavery has left on us, um, it has caused us to romanticize everything that comes out of Africa. And I thought that was so brilliant because it has, right? So we view after the reason people get so offended when you talk about African spirituality is because the stain that slavery has left. And we're like, how dare you talk about what comes out of Africa? But in reality, everything that comes out of Africa is not good. There are things that maybe that come out of Africa that are demonic, but that's the, the but the thing is, there are things that come out of the U.S. that's demonic, like you know, like hatred. It's demonic. Like there are different things. There are things that come out of everywhere, every nature. I mean, every um, every country, what wherever, what every nation. There are things that will come out that will have that's demonic. That's in reality, okay, but. I understand that because of what happened, you know, 400 years, you know, what happened years ago with slavery is that it caused us to really put Africa on a pedestal and romanticize it in a way as if it can do no wrong. But we can't be any further from the truth. And that's what's caused us to be misled Um, is because these things that literally mimic Christianity in nature, um, but it's actually dangerous. And this is something that she even said, this is stuff that's, that is not only dangerous, but it is dark and it, it can, and it's not just dangerous in the sense of what you're dabbling in, but you, you literally can put your life at risk and you don't realize that you're putting your life at risk because you're dealing with things that are that that have at that point the legal rights to harm you because you've given them the legal rights. You've given them submission and control. You've submitted and given them control over you. And so now they have the legal rights to do you harm if you don't accommodate them in the way that they demand. Okay. All right. So 
before I end with African spirituality, um, <laughs> I will say that I'm, I know for certain that the purpose um, of the enemy, a, a lot of this stuff is, is I meant to further bring confusion. And when you understand how the enemy works, the purpose is purpose is to steal, kill, and to destroy. It is to destroy your identity, who you are. He, he's out to kill you, literally, your purpose, your destiny, your understanding, and, and to steal your knowledge of the truth. Okay. Like, now, there are many different things that he's out to kill. There's many different things he's out to destroy and to steal. We know because we know we love it. But like he's trying to, the devil trying to steal my joy and my happiness. And we don't realize that, yeah, he is. But he's also trying to steal your knowledge of the truth. And when you don't have an understanding of the truth, and if if, if our discernment of the truth is skewed, then freedom um, becomes more challenging. And even though, and, and even though we love to, you know, talk about John, you know, thirty-eight, where he said, you know, where Jesus says, "Whom the Son says free is free indeed." How, yes, we are. You are free indeed. Absolutely, I'm a living witness of it. However, we skip over the part that says, you know, where he says to the Jews, you know, who believed in him, you know, Jesus said, this is John eight, like thirty-one and thirty-two. It talks about where he says, you know, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So you can't even receive freedom if you have no understanding of the truth. Like, so the the, the interesting part is that, you know, like, <laughs> what I think, what I find interesting is that we'll watch a movie, right, that reveals the truth about what happens when we eat meat and change our whole way of living, change our diet, change our whole plan, all of that, all the whole nine. But when it comes to Jesus, we really we really struggle with accepting like not only that, like his his truth, but him as the truth, like because he is, like he he literally he he is the way the the truth and the life. Like he literally is the truth. But when you don't have an understanding or an acceptance of the truth, then you naturally disregard and disconnect from it. And so, my 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 purpose. And, and, and even bringing this stuff to our to you to our knowledge and our attention is literally to um, demonstrate what happens when we allow the enemy to attack our understanding of the truth. When he attacks our understanding of the truth, everything that we know becomes skewed and it becomes distorted. When they're in and and the <laughs> because the reality is the enemy does know the truth. He knows the truth. That's why he proceeds with a lie. Because he doesn't want you to know that he doesn't want you to get an understanding of it. Because when you have access to that truth, when you really have it only, when you have it, then that's where freedom begins. And that, and this is right now, is the perfect segue <laughs> into who God is. We've talked about the universe, we've talked about African spirituality and Oludumari. Now let's talk about God for a little minute, okay? So as everyone knows, you know, as far as, let me talk about God of the Bible, okay? Um, you know, we're the Holy Trinity, God, you know, Holy Spirit and Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those who believe in him, um, we know them as Christians, at least, you know, traditionally, 
Um, however, in its origin, uh, these people were called followers of the way, as referred to um, in the book of Acts, um, called the way because Jesus describes himself as the way, the truth, and the life. And this is found in John 14, 6. Uh, so originally known as followers of the way before the, the title of Christians. Um, however, uh, they, uh, there are individuals, let me just say, who do not actually identify themselves as Christians, and they will acknowledge God as being you know, all-powerful and being, you know, some even say the most high, you know, that does not believe they mean in Jesus Christ. So, like, that's technically not the so those types of people like so these people would not be considered christians okay so you know if you don't believe in jesus christ you know in the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ you can't be a follower of christ because you don't follow christ okay so because if you look at the word christian the root you know now i'm about to do some morphology the, the root word of christian or christianity uh, is christ because there's a belief, like I said, in Jesus Christ, okay? All right, yeah, in all of his teachings, okay? So that was just kind of like that quick little history thingy, all right, kind of ish. Um, who is God? You know, so he has is, is many names, okay? I won't list them all. You know, some know, you know, some call him Elohim, some call him Yahweh, uh, Adonai, you know, all of these things, right? The creator of all things. The, you know, the one who was and is and is to come, uh, the everlasting God, all of those, you know, the God of the heavens and the earth. And, you know, before he created anything, he was, as I said earlier, um, there is no God before him and or after that will come. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so now, you know, like I said, now, now we're getting into some, some truth, uh, and, and we're getting into, uh, the God that, that I know who, who saved my soul. Okay. Um, now we can, we can, I will, I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about how, um, at the same time, Christianity, even though I, I know who Jesus Christ is as, um, the savior and, uh, an individual who embodies what real love is, in, in his very nature and being, however, I would not, I would be lying if I did not confront the truth about how people view Christianity, which is, as I said uh, last week, uh, it is viewed as the white man's religion, you know, especially when you, you know, have circles like, uh, you know, within Black Hebrew Israelites and how they feel about Christianity, you know, so it, it is viewed as that, all right? Um, and so it's, and it's also viewed as, you know, white man's religion, right? My white man's religion, when you go around individuals who are part of the woke movement, you know, which is a movement that, you know, focuses on the social injustices and being, a, you know, aware of what's happening. And basically the, the belief is how can you be a Christian, you know, how can you be this person, you know, based on how they treated your ancestors? How can you be this believer in this God and this Jesus who allowed your people to be enslaved? How can you believe in this God and this Jesus who it stands behind um, these uh, these racists and these people who, who treat people any kind of way, who kill people and get away with it? But, 
In reality, who said God stood behind them? <laughs> but unfortunately, that is what's become whitewashed is our mentality about who God is. And in the sense of God being a God of hate, that's become because we've I we've put God in the same category as humans. We've categorized him with the human beings who have operated in division and hatred since the very beginning. Okay? Since 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 this time in slavery, you know, we we have categorized God as being one and the same, and he's not. And unfortunately, this has caused people to, especially black people, especially those who are in America, who are uh, desiring to get back in touch with their roots, you know, it's caused them to, you know, to repel against the real and the true honest gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, all because, you know, you had these people who had their slaves encouraging other slaves to obey their earthly masters and res with respect and fear, you know, and totally isolate and manipulate the text, uh, you know, that is that is the Bible, and totally manipulate this text as something that it was not. And so, um, unfortunately, God has been associated with harming and death, especially of these people, these black people, um, instead of the, the generous and kind, gracious and loving God that he is. Um, but as I said before, and I'll reiterate this, I am a woke individual who identifies. I'm let me, let me, let me switch this around. I am a believer. I am, I'm a Christian who is very much so woke and understanding. And I understand everything that's happening in society. I'm aware of politics. I know stuff that's going on. So when people sit down and talk to me, I know what's happening in society, in life, okay? I am not unaware. Um, and I'm also not ashamed of Jesus Christ and to tell people about him. That's why I got this podcast. Amen. All right. <laughs> so, but if you think about it, if you if you learn your history and, and you grow to, you go into doing some research and understanding Christianity as a whole, right, um, in geographically let's just focus on that alone um geographically <laughs> there's no way that christianity in its inception can be the white man's religion okay so um granted even you know we know that you know paul being in rome and all of those things hey peter you know all of that stuff yeah definitely right but in though in that time geographically everything was encompassed basically in Africa and or very much so on its outskirts. And you, if you, I don't want to get into the Pangea and all of that other stuff, but if you know how the work, the makeup of the, the, you know, the earth was before it separated, everything was kind of based around Africa, right? Okay. So, um, like even like the Garden of Eden. So you have to do some research about this, but um, even with the Garden of Eden, um, it it is, it, which is where the Bible, we, we start when, when he created, you know, 
you know, once he, he kind of opens up, he talks about creating the heavens and the earth. And then once he goes to creating man, he puts them in the garden of Eden, um, which when you research that, um, it is not in some European country. Okay. So there are different beliefs in different areas, you know, where it could be, but it is believed to be near the Tigris, uh, in a, or the, in the, uh, Euphrates, um, river. Okay. It's believed to be in that area, which is in the middle East. Okay. Not America. Not, not at all. And I'm just being very transparent. I don't know many white people that are currently that are there and that definitely were there during that time. Okay. So this is just going off of geographic, geographic locations. Okay. It wasn't Scotland. It wasn't England. You know, it wasn't Switzerland. Okay. Um, this is a country that is literally directly connected to Africa. All right. Um, the disciples who followed Christ were not white. Okay. Uh, Jesus is not white. Uh, there is no, I don't know who this blonde hair, blue eyed man is that they created. Right. But I don't know any man born in Bethlehem, which is uh, West Bank, Palestine, like Palestine, like West Bank, Palestine. I don't know any white man that was born in any white man. Okay. Get what I'm saying when I say that. Okay. Um, because like I said, we've shaped Christianity. There have been individuals who have shaped Christianity as the white man's religion. But historically, it's no way possible. Now, before I go any further, do I believe that much like, and this is based on from these these times then, that because they had no religion, they had no follow, they had no culture of their own, that they made it theirs and um in making it theirs, uh, very much so uh, turned it into what they desired it to be, like they have, and, and that starting with that, and it's kind of followed throughout history with everything else. Absolutely. You know, because you did have those in Africa who had their own religion. You had those who practiced their own things, right? And then Christianity did not belong to white people. It did not. So I know this might offend some people and I, it's not, this part is really not my intention to, I'm just going into literally geographically the location of where they were. Biblically, it is no way possible that Jesus could have been white. Okay. Jesus spoke a language called Aramaic. All right. This is a language that is very, that is directly connected to Arabic, um, which if you know how some white people feel about people who are in the Middle East, they, they consider them terrorists, okay? So you sometimes, for some people, you speak Arabic, and they be like, oh, you know, they talking about praise Allah, they about to blow us up. Now, that doesn't make it right, but they say things like that, right? They, 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 they unfortunately, people who don't have an understanding, you know, they make these very prejudiced comments, you know, based off of literally someone's language, so think about it. If Jesus, a man who spoke Aramaic, right, which is, you know, basically kind of like no longer a language, but who imagine him going around some of the people who we see today um, that operate with such hatred. Imagine him going around him speaking Aramaic. So, I mean, let's just think about that in, in, in its very essence, right? You know, and and even though it's it's not okay, but what like I said, I feel like, you know, 
they took ownership of Christianity because they didn't have anything else. They didn't have anything else. And for them, that was the quote, morally sound doctrine. So they followed that one. Think about it. When they, when they went over to, um, when they came to America, which wasn't a land that was theirs, here I am not giving, now I'm giving a history lesson, giving a science lesson, now it's a history lesson. I'm a teacher, y'all, okay? This is, it's in my blood. It's in my nature to do this, okay? I am an educator through and through. Anyway, <laughs> but it, even, even coming over to America, you know, people get upset, but he didn't find America. You can't find a land that people already live in, okay? Like, that's just it, Right. But they didn't want to take on these indigenous worship because they felt like that wasn't immoral. That, that was immoral, right? So they chose what they felt like was. I feel like they chose what was the most morally sound, right? Because they were they were people who wanted to be viewed as morally right all the time, and even today they want to be viewed as quote white is right, okay. And like I said, this is not me trying to be offensive in any way, shape, or form. This is just me being honest, okay? This is just me being transparent. And so, yeah. And 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 so, unfortunately, and, and I think what happens is when people who do practice these other religions, when they come at people who are Christians and are Black, and they be like, oh, man, you serving that white God, that white man's religion, they don't have the knowledge to be able to combat it. And so that's why God really impressed it upon me to even do, to even agree to do this episode, because it is very difficult for how can we be evangelists? How can we win souls? How can we you know, own this apologetics if we have no understanding of the truth, not just of Jesus Christ? You have to understand and come to a truth about all different types of religions. You have to understand because what is it about um, being a pantheist that may draw someone who used to be a believer? What is it about being a Bo- being a Buddhist that may draw um, someone who used to be a Christian? What is it about you know? What is it about these different things? African spiritualism. What is it about these things that draw people to them? And if you don't have an understanding of the truth. Here with that truth again. When you lack the understanding of the truth, how can you help bring freedom to people? Because you don't have an understanding of the truth as a whole. All you think, so people, people, unfortunately, when they have, they lack that knowledge, they approach an argument with someone or they, now I won't say an argument, they, but I, they approach a situation when they're trying to witness to someone, they approach it and say, well, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, as it says in Romans, that he died and was resurrected on the third day, if you don't believe those things, then you're going to hell. What soul you think you about to win? Like, seriously, who you think you about to convince by walking up to a group of people who know it? Listen, because let me tell you something. What, what's, what I do know for a fact is that you sit down with someone who's a Muslim and they will tell you inside out everything, not just about them, but about everybody else too. That's what you got to understand. They know their stuff. It's, I, I promise, and this is not me about to, I ain't about to dog us as believers. I'm not about to dog Christians, but I'm about to be real raw. The, the reason we struggle with witnessing to other people is because we don't know nothing else. And we just want to condemn everybody to hell. But how you going to, you going to, you condemning people to hell. You don't know nothing. All you know is you going to hell. All you know is having a hell. You don't know nothing else. You don't know, you don't know nothing else. And because of that, there's always a lack of impact. You don't. You you can't win souls by condemnation. I'm going to say it. That's it. You can't. You cannot win souls by condemning people to hell. You're going to piss them off. That's what you're going to do. 
You're going to end up pissing people off, and then they're going to be like, this is why I hate Christians. They're so self-righteous. All right? So we approach these situations with no knowledge and no understanding. And so that's why, like, these kinds of conversations are so critical, having an understanding, doing your research. Don't just take people's word for it. Research for yourself. Have an understanding of something in its totality, Okay? Not just because of what you heard, not just because grandma told you, not just because your mama told you. You need an understanding of the truth for yourself. What is it? Figure that out. Anyway, I, I'm not going. I'm not trying to preach to y'all tonight uh, or today. Like, see, then I'm, I'm really now I'm preaching for real. I'm confusing the day, the days and times. You know, when people be up there preaching, they be like, you know, y'all give God glory tonight, and then like, I mean, this morning, it'd be all confused. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, the point is, the point is. Even basing things off of language when it comes to Jesus, um, <laughs> Aramaic, uh, Aramaic and Arabic are both semantic languages. Um, and if you know what, uh, or sorry, not semantic, uh, Semitic languages. I'm sorry, excuse me. And if you know, Semitic, you know, like if someone says someone's an anti-Semite, that's basically like they hate Jews or whatever. So basically, it's a Jewish language. Okay, yes, all right. Um, and both both originated in the U.S. in the uh, excuse me in the Middle East. Uh, Arabic um, is is it's called Afroasiatic, Afroasiatic. Um, it's in the Afroasiatic language family, specifically the Semitic branch. Um, and this is the same branch uh, that Hebrew, um, Amharic, and Aramaic, also Maltese, many other languages. Um, that are literally all are part of, okay? Like, like historic languages like this. Um, not only that, these are languages that originated in parts of Africa, the Arabian, uh, Arabian Peninsula, and some other islands. So either way, all islands that are directly connected to Africa and are in Africa, different, Af different African islands, okay? My point is, and I won't go into deep because yeah, I didn't held y'all for an hour, and I thank y'all for sticking with me for this long. Those who listen, I appreciate y'all. The point is that when you think about even something as simple as geography alone, Christianity is not, I repeat, Christianity is not the white man's religion. Okay? It is not. <laughs> Jesus Christ is not a savior who only works for white people. This is just me being honest, okay? Um, it, it, yeah, but it's not, okay? And, and that's the, important of, the importance of researching and doing your history and understanding and having real knowledge and not just going off of, you know, you so down for the cause that you, that you lack an understanding of the truth. And if you know the truth and you have an understanding of it, especially when it comes to even geographically, there's no, there's no way Christianity is the white man's anything. Except, like I said, what appeared to be completely morally right. So they took it on as their own. Okay. I can, let me just, let me end with this before I, before I, let me just say, you truly can love Jesus and be totally aware of the social injustices happening in this country as a black person. This is me talking to 
those people who are believers who are black and who have sometimes they have shame because you might have people in your family who are members of BHI or you might have people that don't let people make you feel ashamed and don't make and here's the thing don't make people feel ashamed of what they believe what you do what is our job as believers is to demonstrate the love of Christ no matter what people are doing that is our job that is our job regardless of how they come at us our job is to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ okay because he didn't just die for us he died for the entire world he died for the entire world in every single religion and that's just it all right all right i have i have stayed long enough listen i have tarried on today thank y'all for listening i i thank y'all for listening this was a joy to discuss on today um i can't wait to do it again i can't wait till next week <laughs> uh i'm excited <laughs> listen listen make sure you follow me on social media at i am underscore lachey and because i want you to definitely know what's happening with uh truth be bold i only got two more episodes y'all two more for season one i'm so ecstatic with these last two episodes okay um yeah i know you want to know what's happening with the podcast go ahead and check out my podcast page on i um, on instagram truth be bold underscore podcast and you can also follow me if you just want to know what's happening in my life i don't post as much but i promise i'm gonna get better at this listen i'm a master's student i'm a teacher and at the same time uh starting to operate in ministry in some capacities and i'm just busy y'all so i'm sorry but i promise i'm gonna post more content on my tiktok it is uh at shay the black educator shay the black educator no spaces um <clears throat> Uh, make sure also you subscribe, 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 and subscribe, like, share, and follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. And make sure y'all leave a review. Like I said last time, leave a review. Let people know on Apple what's up. Like, let people know that it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the little things. I also got a little notice, a little email telling me that my podcast was, you know, was getting some nice little ratings, basic, or, you know, it was, it was moving up the little... You know, it was it was moving up. It was at like 120, and that may not seem major, but when you think about all the podcasts that exist, even all the philosophy podcasts and stuff like that, so to get that notice saying, "Hey, you know, it's gaining some popularity," it's at 120. Listen, I take that after a month, like, well, I mean, not a month, but a month and a half, whatever, whatever. Either way, <laughs> either way, I take it. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'm about to get out of here. Last thing. Listen, y'all, I'm so excited about next week. I am so excited about next week's episode. Um, it is going to be a little raunchy, okay? It's going to be a little raunchy because we is talking about sex. We is about to talk about it. And not like I did before with sexuality. No, we about to talk about it, okay? We about to talk about sex. And we about to talk about sex, them save single people. Okay, hey, there we about to talk about sex and them save single people. Anyway, <laughs> it's been fun, y'all. I love y'all. Truly love y'all to life. Remember, if you ever walk away from an episode feeling uncomfortable, good, because that means the truth. Hey, hi y'all. It's starting to set you free. Until next time, stay bold, y'all. Thank you.